Chris, you will love podcasts. It's the British way. Uh, ben? Yeah. It is the American way. Go, go! It is much easier when we put them in post, though. Yeah. Freedom! I guess... I guess we'll just go to theme song. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Not on purpose. <laughs> we know, and so do they. Hello, Internet, and welcome back to Draft the Universe. This is the Nerd Fight Battle Royal. This is the podcast where we pick a topic, pick our favorites, and then fight to the death, or maybe just for bragging rights. Or maybe for freedom. Or maybe for freedom. I'm Jafar. I'm Chris. And I'm Ben. And we're here today to, as you may have noticed, not talk about British stuff. Happy Fourth of July, America. Yeah, turns out we drafted all this British stuff, and then Britain lost, and now it's all American stuff. Yeah. Also, the draft master told us we had to switch. It's been affected by some sort of patriot virus. Uh, yeah. Um, also, if we don't keep talking like this, our fucking bunker explodes. Whoa. It's like speed, but for podcasts. I, did, I didn't know about that. I'm sorry, I already dropped out of the voice. Um, I guess you're just gonna have to keep going. Yeah, you gotta keep that going. You gotta be our Sandy B. Nah, it's fine. Have you ever noticed how nothing ever seems to kill us in this bunker? Yes. Uh, no, cause... Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Wait. you guys tried really hard that one time. Did we? Or... Wait a second. Was it us? It might have been. There's... There's clones... And goop and goo and things go boom. So, the way this is going to be working is we all had our picks from British stuff. They have now been random or uh, changed into American things. Yep. Don't say randomly. No. Semi-randomly. <laughs> they have been deliberately, sometimes with pinpoint accuracy, sometimes with fuck you accuracy. Uh, <laughs> Delivered by, to by the our, uh by our co-hosts. Yeah. So we do not know what our draft picks are. It's uh, going to be a fun <laughs> this one. This is going to be a fun one. Cool. This is America. Freedom and flying by the seat of your pants are what we do. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <sighs> I'm Canadian. It's true. That you are. I'm actually American. Well. But you, I'm you can, actually Canadian. You're allowed to be both. Mm -hmm. Kind of. I'm binational. Is that the only thing you're And proud. <laughs> Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Hold on a second. We didn't it say... It will not be Pride when this comes out. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Okay. Oh, also, Happy Fourth of July. <laughs> happy Fourth of July. But more importantly, Happy fucking Pride. I don't know if it's, like, absolutely uh, transparent. Um, our podcast is a very inclusive place, and we wish a very happy Pride Month, very belatedly, to all of our yeah. LGBTQ um, plus And actually, listeners. today, on the day of recording... Happy anniversary to anyone who got married the day gay marriage was legalized. Oh, yeah. Happy That's today. 
Well, oh, yeah. not now today, but happy, years ago today. Happy, happy fourth anniversary. Happy gay marriage anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. It's just marriage anniversary now. Well, yeah. But well, specifically, it was specifically gay marriages. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who, well, anyone who waited till gay marriage was legalized, whether or not you were having a gay marriage, uh, today's your anniversary. So happy anniversary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right. But, but so back now- to fucking America. <laughs> So the first match is Chris versus Ben. All right. Fuck yeah. So go ahead and lock your picks in and as I reach into this giant glass case that appears to have been ripped. There's a nice document that appears to be ripped into... Oh, I, I hope that isn't what I think it is. It's the Magna Carta. Oh, yeah. Fuck sweet. you, <laughs> God damn it. Fuck you. There's seven copies. It's fine. Yeah, but the Magna Carta is like my ancestors thing my name is my name is christopher roy roy stands for king in french yeah my dad was named charles i'm too too close to doxing myself regardless too close to doxing yourself i am descended from charlemagne because i am french canadian yeah that that's a frenchy king we're talking about king john of england yeah magna carta is true king of france the magna carta was fucking charlemagne No. no That was King John, brother of King Richard. What was Charlemagne's thing? He didn't have a document. He was just... Yes, he fucking did. He was just... He might have had a document, but it wasn't the Magna Carta. No. Hold on a second. Magna Carta was when John got... Had a civil war with a bunch of barons. Yeah, and they had to... House of Lords. They had to codify the, the laws that say the barons are required to have this much power and authority. Yeah. I'll, I'll figure out what I'm... Well, you can do that after your pick, because right now you've got to pick what you're using. you got to lock it in, Chris. So what is your original British pick, and we find out how it got changed. My original British pick, um, because I'm dying to know right off the bat, is uh, crumbling up mummies to put on your food. <laughs> okay, I got this one, <laughs> and this was the easiest one to convert to America for me. Because crumbling mummies on food is the height of British opulence, right? Sure. It's the most hoity-toity, but also over-the-top extravagant. And when we take that to its American counterpart, we can remain over-the-top, but the extravagance tends to be a bit farther down the line. So the American equivalent of crumbling up mummies and putting them on food is the turducken. Okay. All right. So up against crumbling up mummies slash the turducken, I'm going to go with the British Invasion War of 1812. I also had this one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, of course, the British Invasion during the War of 1812 has a lot of analogs to its American cousin, the American Invasion of Mexico, 1846. All right. All right. So the turducken versus the invasion of Mexico. Your criteria is, how does your pick lend itself to a Lin-Manuel American musical? Okay. Ooh. Chris? Um, so it would be easy to think that <laughs> Lin-Manuel would go back to the, the well um, uh, and do uh, yet another historical musical. Uh, but he's all about 
um, you know, throwing throwing a wrench into things, mixing it up. Um, his first play was called In the Heights. It's great. And now we're going to the depths. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're going to the depths. Um, They're also making a movie out of it. Yeah, I'm really excited. He's playing um, uh, Piraguero. Yeah. I'm sorry if I butchered that term, but he plays the man who sells Piragua, which I had a chance to try in Puerto Rico. It was delicious, mostly because it's just shaved ice and fruit juice. Hard to argue. Hard to screw that up. But (laughs) I did... Even the Italians did that right. But I did, I did, I will point out, I did eat that... um, Sitting on a like nice stone wall, looking at a hundreds of year old fortress, and that's, there's just no, there's nothing like it, right? Modern convenience, looking at, um, you know, looking at the, the, the shadow of our past, popsicles and castles, um, pops castles. Uh, is that the name of the musical? No, the name <laughs> of the name of the musical um, is uh, Turducken exclamation point. Okay. And it is about the invention of the tur- turducken. Okay. And it is a, a comedy of errors, right? Okay. I'm gonna. Th- I'm thinking that it's probably gonna be like kind of a, a clash of cultures. Like uh, two people are meeting for the first, or they're they're meeting each other's families for the first time on Thanksgiving, and one of their families is like, let's say, okay, so this is not real, but I'm gonna make this up for a second because okay. I'm Canadian. And I get to do this. Let's say that for Canadian Thanksgiving. <laughs> It's traditionally that you eat traditional that you eat duck instead of turkey, right? Okay. So you got a family from Canada coming down for American Thanksgiving. So you got that like kind of north versus south kind of dynamic going on. And where uh, are they going to? I'm gonna say heart of heart of New England. Uh, so probably someplace in Rhode Island or New Hampshire. Okay. Um, it's gonna be a place. Oh, you know what? You know, let's, let's say Maine. This is gonna be like next door to Stephen King. He's gonna have a cameo. Okay. Yeah. Not, it's not going to be a creepy cameo. It's just going to be a cameo. I want to hear the Stephen King song. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's cocaine. Just, it's just all about the... <laughs> Can anybody find my cocaine? It's all about the... <laughs> the dad has a deep, dark secret. Once... Many years ago, he was driving along the main highway. Oh, God, no, 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 <laughs> a fan. <laughs> um, but no, um, so the, the families are meeting for the first time. You kind of got like a meet the Fockers uh, kind of, uh, okay. yeah, a kind of dynamic going on. And of course, you've got lovely, wonderful songs um, bridging the gap between f- traditional French-Canadian folk music and... Um, I'm going to say that, like, maybe the American family is super into, like, uh, country music. Leonard Skinner, maybe? Ooh, maybe, le- nah. Bluegrass? Be- maybe maybe some bluegrass, some tasteful bluegrass. They are in New England, so. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's going to be, it's going to it's gonna cover a wide variety of genres. It takes Lin-Manuel a little bit out of his comfort zone, um, because he's more, uh, more familiar and uh, definitely experienced with, like, hip-hop, R&B, as well as many types of Hispanic music. Um, and the, uh, the crowning moment, uh, the, the big, the big, like climactic dance number, um, in, to put it in an in, in analog of Hamilton, the scene in which Hamilton and Burr fight and one of them dies, no spoilers. Um, <laughs> no spoilers for a historic event from 200 years ago. <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically like the entire musical was setting up a gigantic um, Rube Goldberg machine wherein 
all of their issues as two families from separate cultures are solved and a turkey with a duck inside of it gets stuck to, stuffed inside of a wait a second tur duck n Chicken, chicken inside a duck inside a, chicken, a turkey. Yeah, a chicken gets stuffed inside of a duck, gets stuffed inside of a turkey in a musical number. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just not going to throw away my shot on this one, so. All right, ben? So, uh, if you don't know anything about the Mexican-American War, uh, it's fascinating if you're a hist- an American history nerd like I am, mm-hmm. because it is basically everyone you know from the Civil War before they were... It's like their rookie season. Yeah. So it is... Everybody is like a lieutenant or a captain doing crazy stuff. Uh, you know, uh, Grant is running around uh, as a, I believe, a artillery lieutenant. Uh, you know, Lee is there as a uh, lieutenant. Everybody who is a major general in uh, the Civil War is there cutting their teeth. Um, I believe except for Sherman. Uh, but, so it is, it fits right into uh, the Hamilton wheelhouse of famous American historical figures from a point in their lives where we're not thinking about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So all of the pre-revolutionary stuff from Hamilton, well, this is all the names we know from the Civil War but now they're all on the same team fighting against Santa Ana, uh, you know, for the for the glory of America and James K. Polk. Uh, yeah. And you get to watch this wonderful tragedy of these guys working together to fight a common enemy. But, you know, in uh, 20 years, they're all going to be trying to kill each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, as the musical progresses, uh, the costume changes start happening. And suddenly, half the guys are wearing gray and half of them are wearing blue. Uh, well, they all started out wearing blue. And uh, it's never directly addressed, but it ends with everybody, like, talking about how this is their great military achievement. They have, they've, you know, won this, you know, war against Mexico. They have... We've uh, won? We've won. We've won! We've won! Yeah. And how... how oh, it's a Hamilton. Yeah. yeah, how yeah. wonderful this is as, you know, young officers, uh, they've all made it through alive, and America now stretches from sea to, sh- you know, sea to si- shining sea, and just this awful, you know, Paul hangs in the air of, we know what comes next, yeah. and the characters don't. Okay. Um, Ooh, like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly like that. Um, I would watch the shit out of that musical, Ben, so you get the point. I was actually really excited when this came up. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's a, a bit of a luck of the draw there. Um, I'm also just really... talking not exactly uh, Lin-Manuel's comfort zone. Hey, hey, at Lin-Manuel, please help me out here. <laughs> History will prove me right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if he ever hears this. All right. <laughs> I will oh. gladly be tweeted at to be proven how wrong I am about Turducken not being in your wheelhouse, Lin-Manuel. <laughs> there, Tweet let, away. Yeah. Let's let's be clear here. There is nothing that is not in Lin-Manuel's <laughs> wheelhouse. All right. The next yeah. match is Ben versus Jaffer. 
All right. So, I will go uh, with one of my favorite British things that, during the last episode, seemed to confound and confuse Jaffer. So I'm going to use it again. I'm going with panel shows. I know what a fuck a panel show is, Ben. You thought the Great British Breaking Show was a panel show. <laughs> it totally counts. It does not. It is a cooking competition show. Uh, all right. Well, if I'm going to go up against panel shows... And mm, we'll just do it. We'll do a Doctor Who. We'll just put the, the, the two shows against each other. Okay, what is the actual pick? Panel shows, Chris. Panel shows. Um, there's really only one alternative. It is not like exclusively American, but I would argue that Americans perfected it. Uh, so instead of panel shows, you are ha going to have late night shows. Okay. Starting, of course, with the uh, immortal vampire um, known as um, what's his name? He's been off the air for so long. Lestat. He's still he's still alive. Dracula. Jay Leno. No. David Letterman. Letterman. Yeah, the okay. immortal vampire. Letterman? David Letterman. <laughs> okay. okay, not okay. Carson, but okay. I mean, he said he's still alive, otherwise Carson would have been my first. Yeah, Carson is kind of like the uh, the vampire that creates the Lestat. The Marius? The Marius. Thank yeah. you. Marius, yeah, you're late. <laughs> What's wrong today? You right. look as if you've seen a ghost. And, and Doctor Who is going to be replaced with? Stop trying to treat <laughs> Lin-Manuel. It can wait till after pod. <laughs> Inspector or, Space Time. Or we could or we could allow <laughs> or we could allow me to finish and then we can move on. Um, okay, so this one I actually have two ideas and I kinda wanted to like offer a small choice. Do you want uh, Wishbone? I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna give you the options I'm gonna give you. Do you want um, a closer fit subject matter wise or uh, impact on cult on culture? Um I will say subject matter. Is there an American show about somebody getting stuck in Wales? There is not, but there is an American sci-fi uh, thing that started a lot earlier than Doctor Who, and I think was really responsible for like kind of popularizing the whole universe that would eventually lead to Doctor Who. Um, so your pick is Flash. Ah. Uh. Savior of the universe. Flash Gordon. All right. Now I'm going to finish my fucking tweet. <laughs> do I have to also read a criteria? Please do. Yes. Okay. Let me and maybe pay attention as we talk about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Time to let the bald eagle retire. Make a, <laughs> Make a pitch for your pick to replace it as the emblem of freedom. It has been tweeted. So, Chris. Ben. What is more American than pretending every single night that tonight is the best show you've ever done while you talk to some, you know, second-tier actor about the movie that the famous people didn't want to come to your show to do on a Wednesday and tell the same three anecdotes that they've told to the other three late night shows. And then somebody plays three quarters of a song, and then somebody else does five minutes of stand up. 
Every night is the same, and yet every night you insist. We got a really great show for you today. Wait a second. Is that an allegory about our podcast? It's an allegory about America. Okay. Every day we're insisting that it's the best. Every day. It's all right. Sometimes it's really good. Sometimes something cool happens. Sometimes it's real bad. Yeah. And nobody wants to be like, hey, it's real bad. Mm-hmm. That's true. On the topic of good things, though, you remember Bat Kid? That was good. Bat Kid was good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember everything that happened post-2016, though? That was I'm not... trying to forget. I mean, Lizzo. Lizzo! Fucking Lizzo is so great. <laughs> Wait, what's Lizzo? She's... Oh. Who's Lizzo? Yeah. She's a recording artist. Oh. She's fantastic. I you thought... would very, very like her. I figured that since you had a kid, maybe it was like some cartoon it's show like Raffy or something? About, about, about a lizard. No, 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 Lizzo is not for children. No. <laughs> you sure that she's not like a banjo playing chameleon or something? Yes. yes I'm Wearing a sombrero? I don't know why. That's just the image that popped into my uh, head. No. It's because you're thinking of Rango. No. She's too busy talking about why men great till they got to be great. Man, Lizzo is so fucking good. Chris would really like Lizzo. Chris would probably really dig Lizzo. She's great. I'll look into it. Mm-hmm. Jafar. Okay. So, uh, Flash Gordon. <laughs> Sorry. Every time you say Flash, you gotta give can, us a can, pause. Can I say Gordon? Can I say Flash Gordon? <laughs> Savior of the universe. Um, it was created uh, in the most capitalist means possible. <laughs> right? So, Flash Gordon. Um, was created because um, they wanted a rival to Buck Rogers, which was already a commercial success. Yeah, of course, let's not forget about Buck Rogers' uh, delightful musical uh, sting. <laughs> Buck, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so Buck Rogers is taking off in popularity, and this uh, publishing company wants something to capitalize on someone else's momentum and money. Very American. Yes. So what do they do? They look at things that someone else has made and try to monetize one of those. And they look at John Carter of Mars, which is um, Edgar Rice Burroughs' uh, series of novels, which had already been published at this time, or at least were in publication. However, they were unable to reach an agreement with Burroughs for the rights to it. Probably because he had that sick Tarzan money. So they went to one of their artists and said, (laughs) hey, you do it. And he made Flash. Savior of the universe. Tarzan. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, and the defenders of Earth and Dale Arden and Dr. Hans Zarkoff. Wait, Dale Arnhart? Dale Arden is the love interest. Oh, wait. Yeah, Dale is a girl. Dale's a girl's name. Wait. And Fu Manchu. Um, so, uh, in just the most American way possible, Flash... Um, we don't know the name of the artist. It was a staff project. No one got credit. The company owns everything. Was ghost written by Don Moore. Once again, completely forgotten, taken off the copyright. Flash Gordon comic strips ran in newspapers from 1934 to when? 1998. 2016, because everything died then. <laughs> 2003. <laughs> Damn. As a weekly. It was a daily until 1992. I didn't even know that. (laughs) 
I didn't know that. Um, reprints are still in syndication. Of course. Um, so and what's more American than syndication? So we just we've uh, sold Flash. I think we can stop now. Yeah. Um, about 400 ways to Sunday between the movies, the Queen song that ties into the movies, the multiple reboots, the multiple TV series, the multiple comic book series, the books, the video game, fucking everything. Yep. And the original artists have seen, and their families now, have seen not a penny. <laughs> and what is more American than abusing artists for their work? Yeah, some good arguments here. Um, but there's only one person that I want to see in gold at the top of a flagpole. <laughs> and that's Flash Gordon. Oh, <laughs> emblem of America! It's because the winner of that debate gets put in gold at the top of a flagpole. <laughs> and I can imagine Letterman up there. But in my head, it would be Conan. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. All right. The next match is Jafer versus Chris. Okay. Right. And I think I'm going to run up top and go with my first round pick and take Shakespeare. Okay. I'm going to... I'm going to also go up top and take my first round pick. Uh, the Beatles. The Beatles. Okay, these are both mine? Yeah. Uh, so, Jafer, you picked Shakespeare. I did. Shakespeare, famous for telling uh, historical stories to a modern audience. Mm-hmm. You get Lin-Manuel Miranda. Huzzah! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Chris. Okay. You picked the Beatles, one of the uh, the number one uh, recording artists of all time. Uh, I, I was doing some research to try and figure out who the American version of this, and I, I looked out of the top 13... British uh, albums of the 60s, the Beatles had 10 of them. But the year that Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band and Magical Mystery Tour came out, 1967, this band had the number one album in America. Care to guess? Elvis? Hey, hey, it's the Monkees? It's the Monkees with <laughs> their seminal album, More of the Monkees. Oh, okay. Sold more copies than uh, Sgt. Pepper and the Magical Mystery Tour. I get the Magical wow. Mystery Tour. That one's weird. <laughs> but well, I, I really don't want to believe you. Well, I do believe you, but I don't want to believe you. I'm a believer. Picture yourself in a boat on a river where the monkeys outsold the Beatles on fucking Sgt. Pepper. What? <laughs> So, yep, 1967. Everyone was Weird on LSD. <laughs> Picture yourself. All right, so it is the Monkees versus Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> okay. Reaching into this piece of Magna Carta. Oh, by the way, I was thinking of the Charlemagne Magna Carta. It was a much cooler Magna Carta that Charlemagne did. Written in Frankish. Mm -hmm. On human skin. Okay. They was just, it really? They just didn't know how to make paper back then. I have no idea how the fuck this is going to go. Okay. You now have to appropriate another nation's version of your pick. Best pick wins. <laughs> oh, no. So now we went from British to American. <laughs> Find a third version of your thing. Oh, God. We've used them all up. <laughs> can we, can we cue no the more. poetry corner music so we have some moment of research here? Caw, 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 caw. 
no, no, please don't. I'm trying to concentrate, Ben. Ben, I'm trying to concentrate, please. Oh, Ben, please. All right, Jafer, who is the third in our triumvirate of Shakespeare and Lin-Manuel Miranda? So, um, Lin-Manuel, when you think of Lin-Manuel... You're looking for a counterpart, right? You're looking for someone with some Tony Awards. You're looking for someone who had a surge of popularity when they had something very successful come out um, and then went on to do a number of other things with that success that were also good. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we look at Tony Award winners who are not American, who are composers, there's one name that really pops out, and that is the English composer, Andrew Lloyd Webber. I had a feeling. Wait a second. So you can go back to the original country? You just... Jafer did. Okay. Um, um, Yeah. Uh, Okay. Keep going. I'm just... I'm now disappointed with the road that I've chosen for myself. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm not going back to Britain. That's, you don't have to. No. I tried to find a Canadian Tony Award winner and did not have much luck in my 30 seconds of Googling. Okay. Uh, that was the path I was going down. I actually thought Andrew Lloyd Webber was Canadian originally until I looked it up and found out he was a member of the House of Lords for 20 years. All right. Well, that was an interesting choice. I can definitely see where you came from. Yeah. Chris. All I ask of you is some fair judgment. Is that a phantom? Is, that's yeah, a phantom song. Phantom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, As a former musical theater major, I really appreciate that. (laughs) So it turns out that many, 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 many top-selling artists are from America or England. Yes. I did not know initially that I was able to go back to England. I thought I was going to have to find a place other than England and America, and so I did. And so my pick um, hails from... The town of Charlemagne, Quebec. <laughs> okay. Um, really came to uh, dominate the world's uh, airwaves uh, after the release of a, f- a very popular historical fictional film uh, that you might have seen called Titanic. <laughs> I'm choosing Celine Mari. Claudette Dion. Interesting fact about Celine Dion and the, that song, My Heart Will Go On. She did not like it, busted out that recording one try, mm-hmm. and it was just like, I'm done. No one will ever hear this song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's the queen of adult contemporary music, as boring as that sounds. I mean, Celine Dion is fantastic. And so is Andrew Lloyd Webber. Uh, if I were had been you, Jaffer, I probably would have gone with Mozart. Uh, okay. You know, that's redef- fair. Redefining genres, uh, writing for the common people and the aristocracy all at the same time. Uh, but I do really appreciate Andrew Lloyd Webber. But I can't go against Celine Dion. I understand. She has a. Ver- a cast of her uh, departed husband's hand that she uh, shakes before she goes out on stage every night. 
It's true. That's a thing. I listened to that same podcast. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that Celine Dion is a necromancer? No, otherwise it would be a statue. How do we know that it's not? We, the, I mean... What if it's a preserved human hand? <laughs> she's, she's from Quebec. You never know. They all have the dark powers there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, the next match is Ben versus Chris. Okay. Um... I'm going to go with James Bond. James Bond. I'm going to go with the original James Bond. King Arthur. King Arthur. This is fun because I had both of these. <laughs> All right. Weird how it's shaking out like this. Yeah, it, we, not staged. Um, <laughs> All right. For James Bond, cinema hero, action adventure. You've got Indiana Jones. He is the American James Bond. Yeah. It's very easy. Chris, King Arthur was a little <laughs> bit harder to pick an American counterpart for, but we look at kind of a nation creation myth that doesn't actually tie into the creation of the nation. Mm -hmm. um, we look at an idealized <laughs> person who is better than anyone in that period of time would have actually been, and hence you get... Good guy Christopher Columbus, who is 100% a fictional character and not someone who was real. Oh, it still feels dirty, though. I thought you were going to go Paul Bunyan. But. I, I, I thought Johnny Appleseed for a second, and in my heart I was hoping for, here comes the general. I thought about George Washington uh, because he is also a better person than we like to, uh, or he was rather a worse person than we like to remember him as. Yeah. But... Um, there's no way a medieval king was as nice of a dude as King Arthur was, and there's no way Christopher Columbus was a decent person in any regard. No. So, it seemed more apt. Okay, thanks. Alright, your criteria is, why is your pick better than Sam Neill? Haha, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Keith. <laughs> damn it. Ben, tell me about Indiana Jones being better than Sam Neill. Well, okay. I, I want to point out, I wrote this. I love Sam Neill. Sam Neill is great. I don't know if he's one of the top 15 British things, um, which is, you know, Keith why... Keith disagrees. Keith disagrees <laughs> vehemently. Uh, I believe there were over 100 notifications on Facebook today <laughs> about how much Keith disagrees. There were uh, quite a few. But contrary to what that might imply... More people listen to our podcast than just Keith. Yeah. We, we promise. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Including you. If Unless you, you're Keith. <laughs> uh, hey, if you're not Keith right now, <laughs> if you're not Keith right now, throw a comment on our Facebook page and you will be on a podcast. We will, we will name drop you. Honestly, yeah. anybody, we'll put up a, we're going to put up a, a post on Facebook for July the 4th. How about we don't do this? No, 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 no. <laughs> this is, You've tried this several times and it always is a fucking ghost this is, town and it this, sucks. This is going to be, this is going to be super easy. If you want your name read on a podcast, <laughs> along with a short celebratory message of your choosing, post on our Facebook thing. Our Facebook group. Our Facebook group. Uh, we'll put out a post on July the 4th. And you will be on a podcast episode. That's like going on a cruise ship. 
No, it's not. Except for Keith. Keith, you get nothing. <laughs> you lose. Good day, sir. Don't piss off our one listener. He's not our one listener. Shut up. We, we, we empirically know other people listen. He could listen to it 50 times a week. We don't know. And he just has a bunch of VPNs. <laughs> He's okay. a good friend. Maybe he just wants us to feel good about ourselves. Okay, hey. VPN that Keith is using to spoof our entire reality. Hey, after last week, we know the KGB is listening. <laughs> okay. VPN company that Keith is using. He's probably paying you a lot of money. Just toss us a fucking sponsorship. <laughs> this is a win-win scenario. You know, you'll get some free publicity. We'll have uh, proof that your VPN is great because Keith has been using it to spoof our entire listenership. Every fucking episode of it. Okay, so <laughs> Indiana Jones, Indiana better Jones. than Sam Neill. Indiana Jones is one of those wonderful, uh, just great film stories, and even the not good Indiana Jones movies. Talking about Indiana Jones Junior, they're still pretty good. And talking about Crystal Skull, and we forget. How fun, but absolutely bonkers, the young Indiana Jones Chronicles were. Talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark? No, I'm talking about the TV show. I just call Raiders... I'm familiar with young Indiana Jones. Yeah. I just called Raiders of the Lost Ark a bad movie. Yeah, and Uh, that's why I'm ignoring you. Uh, (laughs) You've avoided my trap. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones is fun. It is is interesting. You get to... uh, go through some fun history, uh, especially in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. He meets anybody who was ever famous between 1800 and uh, 1830, or 1900 and 1930. <laughs> um, and for everyone who's like, oh, Crystal Skull ruined everything with aliens, in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, Indiana Jones fights Dracula. Not like a guy who is the Count of Transylvania he fights a vampire. So we're talking like <laughs> Scooby-Doo, but not in the series, in the movies? I wouldn't know. What? You've never seen a Scooby-Doo movie? I've, I believe I've seen it. I It went completely... I do not remember a single thing about it. Okay. And, uh, categorically, Scooby-Doo movies are like, what happens if you take one single episode of Scooby-Doo extend it to the length of a feature-length film, and at the end, they try to pull the mask off, and it doesn't come off. I do remember one (laughs) great episode of a more recent run of Scooby-Doo, where they were talking about who the bad guy was, and Velma was like, it's clearly the professor's assistant. And then they pulled off the mask, and they're like, it's not that person? And they're like, who is this person? We haven't met you. And he's just like, I have this other reason for, you know, haunting this archaeological dig. And the professor shows up. He's like, that actually makes a lot of sense. We did this other thing. And Velma's just having a mental breakdown. Like, he's not one of the people we met this adventure. How could I possibly know? (laughs) But Indiana Jones, consistently fun, consistently interesting, consistently entertaining. Mm-hmm. And also an alumni of a listener, sometimes listener of our show, Mariah, uh, who uh, is a PhD student at the University of Chicago. Yeah. And Indiana Jones went to the University of Chicago, or maybe I don't know if he went to school. I think maybe he, he showed up there. I think he showed up with a hat and a whip, and they were like, 
Yep, you can stay. He he is a doctor of archaeology. He does teach archaeology. I actually got to see their like science museum thing, like with a bunch of archaeology stuff. Like it's legit. Yeah, there's like giant statues and stuff, and like you just like feel somewhere there. There's a secret passage. All right, but and then you get thrown out of a museum for looking for a secret passage. You'd finished your argument. No, I, I'd barely begun it. <laughs> oh, God. Well, it's yeah. done now. Yeah. Chris. So it's, Chris <laughs> took two very long diatribes in the middle of my answer. But yeah, but they were they're both, both very funny. Indiana Jones, very, very good. Indiana Jones is very, Sam very Neil, good. Sam Neill, good. Indiana Jones, very, very good. I'm going right. to make it up to you because fuck Christopher Columbus. Sam Neill is much better, even than the fictional version. I'm giving this one away. Well, I don't want him. You can have him. <laughs> Is he better than the fictional version as p- portrayed by Gerald Depardieu? I don't even know. Okay. In in fifteen hundred sixty whenever fourteen ninety two in fourteen hundred ninety two, <laughs> Columbus sailed the ocean blue and was a bastard, <laughs> and was a total bastard, and that's why Chris hates, um, and fuck Christopher Columbus. Okay. Sh- much shame to share name with. Okay. That's all I have to say with. All right. So. uh... If we look at how much better Indiana Jones is than Sam Neill, mm-hmm. which is a bit. Yeah. I mean, they're both, you know, they both dig up shit, uh, as we see in Jurassic Park. Um, and Sam Neill's, you know, fucking around with that raptor claw that's pretty sweet. <laughs> Christopher um, Columbus also fucked around with the raptor claws. <laughs> you don't see it a lot. Cause it's not the part, of, not the interesting part of the history, right? <laughs> Uh, but I refuse to let Christopher Columbus win win anything in a contest of who is better. Um, yeah. So Sam Neill wins. Oh, okay. And Chris gets the point. What? No, what? that's not how... It, it's how is your thing better than Christopher... Col- or better than Sam Neill. No, I'm, I'm with Keith on this one. You should have drafted Sam Neill. Why me? <laughs> why did he get so mad at me? I don't know why. It doesn't matter. But what we're doing right now... For a change is rather than pandering to each other, we're pandering to our audience. Samuel gets the point. Thank you, Keith. I'll take it. I'm so confused and angry. It's like so I it's just normal. watched Jurassic Park three. Oh, William H Macy. Is that is that the one? Which one is? is Jurassic oh, Park 3 is the one where they... William H. Macy. Yeah, and they yeah. get uh, Sam Neill to go to the island from <laughs> Jurassic Park 2, and they're like, you know what's going on here? And he's like, I didn't come to this island. And they're, <laughs> and they're like, oh, shit. And then everybody gets eaten by raptors. And they're, they're wandering around the, the island, and William H. Macy walks into a soda shop, and they're all in black and white, and he goes, where's my dinner? Right? That is that Pleasantville? Okay. Ben, tell me you've seen Pleasantville. I have not seen Pleasantville. You have not seen anything! <laughs> I've seen a lot of things. He saw John Wick 1 and 2, so he's got that on us. <laughs> yep. All right, Jafer versus Ben is the next match. Okay, well, I'm still mad about the last one. Uh, I mean, okay. Indiana Jones is real good. All right. I am going to take Canada for this one. Because <laughs> I want to know... Who got Canada and what it has been replaced with? Okay, and I will take Sherlock Holmes. Okay. So, oh. Jafer, you took Canada. Yep. Canada, as we all know, is uh, the little, or not little, but the younger, less good England. I mean, what is 
the newer, not as good America, it's Canada. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh no. no! 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 Got their got their independence like a hundred and thirty years later, and still only kinda. I would not say not as good these days, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, ben Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Uh, the American Sherlock Holmes. There's, I mean, you could just have Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Played by Robert Downey Jr. But we're not going to go that route. Instead, I'm going to give you the Brit pretending to be an American, Hugh Laurie, we're going in house. house. Yes. A criteria, Chris. I was, I was going to give a, a midstream uh, shout out to the American Sherlock Holmes in a way. Um, See Auguste Dupin, uh, written by Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Well, yeah, didn't Edgar Allan Poe inspire Arthur Conan Doyle to write Sherlock Holmes? No, he was inspired by a doctor he knew. Well, yeah, no, yeah. that's that too, but... Yeah. He invented the, the detective story. Okay, yeah. that's what it is, yeah. yeah. But yeah, see Auguste Dupin, um, also a great detective written by somebody in America instead. Why is your pick more free? I believe it just says Eagle Screech. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it does just say... Oh, sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll take it again. We'll take it again. Okay. Gentlemen, why is your pick more free? Eagle Screech. My pick is more free because it doesn't matter if it has lupus. It's covered by Canadian healthcare. Oh, shit. Ben? <laughs> Holy fuck! Mine is more free... Not just because it has the fantastic Hugh Laurie. Not just because uh, it has an, an amazing, deep uh, supporting cast that they managed to completely roll over a couple seasons in and still make a very fun, entertaining show. Mine is more free because, as a doctor, he was able to prescribe himself Vicodin for the pain. <laughs> And that's what set him free. <laughs> Until what, season seven when he detoxes. But still. Pers- free Vicodin. <laughs> you know and what? What's opioid more, crisis Yeah, jokes. what's more American <laughs> than abusing opioids? I did not think that Ben was going to be able to pull that out of the fire. <laughs> um, and he didn't. Socialism! <laughs> but there's nothing more free and American... And prescribing yourself Vicodin. It, uh, I will note, it does not say which, is, which pick is more American. It says explicitly which pick is more free. Yeah, and, what's and free no, healthcare no, 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 no. It is says, freer. It says literally, which. why is your pick more free, Eagle Screech? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you would have had it if not for the Eagle Screech. <laughs> All right. We got one more. Yep. Last match before the finals is Chris versus Jafer. All right. Chris, what is your pick? Well, um, I know which two you have and one of and I had both of them, so I I am excited to see. <sighs> I'm more interested in hearing one of these than the other. So if I if I lose people, I'm really sorry. Uh, but uh, let's, in anticipation, 
put away the sensor beep because I'm not taking, oh, sorry, bring it out for one second because I'm not taking, um, <laughs> I'm taking the, the search, North the North search for the Northwest Passage. Okay. And Jaffer, what are you taking? Um, let's see. Bunch of sailors having to eat themselves. If they had more rations, they would have been okay. Sailing rations are rum. Rum reminds me of how much more I like gin. I'm taking gin. Okay, and I have both of these, so this is fun. Okay. So, Chris, you took the Northwest Passage, and a bunch of Europeans going on a a big uh, exploration and uh, traipsing through areas they don't know, looking for something that's not there. You have the search for the Fountain of Youth. Oh, yeah, that is is American. (laughs) Yeah, because, hey, a magical fountain that makes you live forever is probably in Florida somewhere. Why do you think that? I don't know. (laughs) Because it's pretty, and I haven't read any crime reports or watched the news. And also, all of the old people get eaten by alligators, so they all look young. (laughs) So, Jafar, trying to figure out an American version of gin. I was really tempted to go with Malort. <laughs> but I didn't. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, I am going to go with bourbon. Bourbon. Yeah, oh. That was going to be my choice, my choice oh, as well. I love bourbon. All right. So bourbon versus the fountain of the search, youth. The search for the fountain of youth. Okay. Yeah. Well, these are the same things, aren't they? Yeah, pretty much. Um, And I am taking this ripped up piece of Magna Carta. Why is your new pick better than the British version? So, Chris, why is the search for the Fountain of Youth better than the search for the Northwest Passage? Um, It's better because it exhibits infinitely more hubris. Um... The search for the Northwest Passage was based on a faux science, like kid science, you know? Like, in um, in third grade, my teacher, Mrs. Ducharme, um, had us make ice cream by putting salt and ice into one cup and putting another cup inside of it, right? Mm-hmm. And me, utilizing kid logic, thinks salt makes ice melt, therefore... This ain't going to make ice cream at all. You're fucking wrong. And I told her so, so extensively that she did not allow me to make ice cream. And in fact, sent me out of the classroom. Um, The British saw that it, (laughs) that the fucking ocean did not freeze over. Right? Mm -hmm. It did not freeze over. You could not walk across it. Therefore, any ice that you might find crossing over the top of the world had to be limited. Right? Eventually you would break through and there'd be a great big fucking uh, icy bathtub of free trade up at the top of the world. Um, there is really no evidence to ever suggest that that was true, but they had some faux science. The search for the fountain of youth, however, displays infinitely more hubris. Um, because if you thought that starving to death in the cold was bad... Um, traipsing through the mangrove uh, swamps and the Everglades, getting like eaten to death by both things 
much smaller than yourself that give you malaria and, and things fever. and things that much bigger than yourself that give you uh, what what's the scientific term for being eaten alive? Uh, I believe it's called being chomped. Yes. So you get yes. chomped or you get um, snacked on. Either way, you're miserable. You're in plate armor. You're carrying muskets and swords. And all of that is rusting. There's just so much rust. And you're doing it because... I don't know. Maybe there's a fountain there that will make us all young again. Ignoring the fact that we're never going to get this rust off of our armor. Maybe the fountain takes rust off of armor. Who knows? IDK. I guess we'll just go. All right. Traipsing through the Florida Everglades, looking for something that you have no idea why they thought it was there. <laughs> um, why is bourbon better than gin, I believe is the yes. question post. Um, well, gin is lovely with tonic. Jit is lovely with lemonade and blueberry. Um, gin and lemonade. I did make it through most of that handle that week. Yes. Um, you know, and it's gin is lovely with, um, you know, maybe some club soda and a twist of lime. Some, I like, you know, I'll get some LaCroix sometimes when I'm feeling a little lazy and don't want to get citrus. <laughs> gin and LaCroix. Gin and LaCroix is fantastic. That is so millennial. It's very millennial. Um, but you know what doesn't need anything to be good? Bourbon. Give me bourbon. Give me like two fingers of bourbon and a sifter and an ice cube. Snifter. Snifter? Yeah. Sifter is what you use to put powdered sugar on yeah. stuff. Yeah, I needed speech therapy <laughs> as a child. I went to Detroit Public. Yeah. So you're saying... <laughs> I, just, I didn't want you to lose all of your bourbon by putting did, it into a sifter. Didn't so you're saying to you want a Public. glass of bourbon... With a, shooter a story. with a shooter of bourbon <laughs> and a bourbon chaser. Yeah. That is what one of the Americans orders in uh, The Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> Aziz! Light! That's Wrong movie! Fifth element still. <laughs> yeah. Bourbon in a snifter. So, infinitely infinite hubris versus just bourbon. <laughs> Oh, this is a tough one. <laughs> ben has stared down this barrel a number of times. It's true. I'll, I'll tell you that whenever this matchup has happened historically, I do believe bourbon is one. Yeah, well, normally it's because it's my hubris and bourbon. It's like, I can do it, and I can't do it. Nope. I can't do it. Nope. Which means I can appreciate what it's like to be a Spaniard dying in the Florida Everglades. Uh, so I am going to go with uh, the search for the Fountain of Youth. Oh, thank you. All right. That gives Chris three points, Ben two points, and myself one point. So the finals is Chris versus Ben. Oh, sweet. That means I get to use... Oh, God. <laughs> that should do. If you want, you can also go back to one of your other picks. It's not as fun. I want to find out what it is. All <sighs> right. So the finals is Chris versus Ben and... Oh, what's this? I'm getting a notice from the commissioner. Oh, do you mean the commissioner? The mysterious being that runs our podcast that we haven't referred to in a in, while. In a while. Yeah. Yes, I am referring to that commissioner. Oh, of course. Um, I've got a message on my phone here and, oh God, my eyes. Um, okay. 
Okay, um, I saw that before the image started to sear into my retina. And we are going to have an appropriation off. Hmm. So in American style, uh, you're each going to take a turn, name something British. The other is going to take that British thing and name its American counterpart. And then I will judge the best match for that. So which one, who named the closer match to the other's British pick best out of three? Okay. We understand okay. the rules. So we don't have to, we're not, we don't have to do our last picks. I would, however, no. we can, after we're done, we'll go through and uh, do the last picks right. for uh, posterity. I, I would, however, insist on us doing uh, 13 instead of three because that's the number of original of 13 because that's the original number of original colonies and it only seems fitting i think we do three because of the number of branches of government Ooh, not at the time of the founding of the yeah no not at the time of the founding of the country no nah, continental congress bro well no but it, at the time of the the writing of the constitution yeah but that was 30 years after 20 yeah yeah <laughs> I understand. I know about the Articles of Confederation. Okay. But they still had an executive, uh, a Congress, and a judiciary. The executive was just powerless. Yeah. Okay. Man. <sighs> better Appropriation. Ti- better times, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, in fact, it was horrible. <laughs> Nothing worked. Yeah. And? <laughs> All right. Chris, name something British. Um, to start it off with... Um, Somebody who went home before it all went to shit. Uh, David Bowie. David Bowie. Ben? Fish and chips. Fish and chips. All right. Chris, give me the American fish and chips. (laughs) What's more American than taking something that belongs to another culture and brazenly um, flaunting it as your own? Um, So I'm going to go with... uh, the McFish sandwich with a side of French fries. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Double appropriation. I like it. Ben. The American version of David Bowie? Prince. Fair. Prince is good. Chris wins this appropriation <laughs> off. Ah. Um, I also would have accepted David Bowie in New York. <laughs> All right. Ben, something British. Something British. Uh, let's go with... Uh, London Bridge. London Bridge. Chris? Um, let's go with Nigel Thornberry. Nigel Thornberry of the Wild Thornberries TV show from Which in the last episode we established, I have not watched. <laughs> We've established Ben has not seen Ben. Give us the American Nigel Thornberry. The American Nigel Thornberry, uh, the dad from the Rugrats. All right, yeah. Chris. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, London Bridge? Yeah. Yeah. London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. Um, so we need another American landmark that f- is no longer around. It fell down, right? Ben gets the point. <laughs> <laughs> With stew pickles. All right. Chris, give me something British. Um, can I choose one of Ben's picks that he didn't get around to? Sure. The Queen. <laughs> All right. The Queen. Ben? Um... Okay, something British. We're going to go with the pound. The pound. Chris, what's the American pound? Um, I mean, it's kind of 
boring to say the dollar, right? I would agree. Very yeah. boring. Give me something better. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, so the the Brits have this abstraction pound pound sterling, right? Yeah. Yes. So something that is no longer a pound of gold, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it no longer has the value it once did. Um, it is merely a piece of paper backed by nothing. Um, I'm going to go with the American dream. Okay, the American dream. Ben. The American version of the Queen? Yeah. Emperor Norton. Oh, Ben wins with Emperor Norton. <laughs> you fucking kidding me? <laughs> ben wins a game! Hey! <laughs> By the way, the American version of the Queen is Betty White, you bastard. <laughs> also would have been accepted. All right. Well, good job, Ben. Hold Yay. on, hold on, though, because I want to know what was... Get it ready again. What was... Yeah. Okay. I'm glad this is at the end so we can cut it out because I don't know if this is going to be in any way good. Okay. So it's a word that a lot of people find incredibly offensive and don't like being heard. Oh, no. That only a certain subset of people can say. Oh, no, Ben. And it is very different if you say it with or without a hard R. (laughs) Oh, no. And that subset of people is Samuel L. Jackson. And that word is motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, please tell me we bleeped it, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chris. What was the American version of the British monarchy? Well, that was the it was the queen. Well, it was the queen. His pick was the British monarchy. The queen is the British monarchy, and so it was Betty White. Betty White was what you would have replaced it with. Yeah. Okay, and then the American version of tea. Ooh, um, this one was interesting because I don't think coffee really belongs to America. It, it does is, not. It is kind of uniquely American, but neither does tea belong to the Brits. But I went instead for the American corruption of tea, which is. From the deep south, sweetie. Okay. If you don't have a pound of sugar per gallon, ain't sweet enough. <laughs> I, I don't you know how you drink sweet it. tea. Ugh. I, I've tried. I've drank a lot of sweet tea in the south, and you, you drink it with a lot of ice a on a very ice. on a very hot day, yeah. and you avoid other caloric intake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was the American stuff debate. Yes, after Chris. our British stuff draft. You got a topic. Oh, I what? Yeah. You gotta pick a topic, you're in second. No, no, I don't I never pick the topics. No, you get to pick a topic. you you came in second, you get to pick the topic. No, no, you pick the topics. No, 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 that's not how it works. You pick the topics or Ben picks the topics. No no nope, this one's you. But I either win or lose. You no, you took second this I time. I either come in first or last. No, My no. life is black or white. <laughs> if you ain't first or last. What? That's crazy. You can come in third, fourth, <laughs> fifth, sixth even. <laughs> as long as you come in seventh, then you qualify for next year's lawnmower races. That's really obscure King of the Hill reference. All right. Well, you get to pick a topic. Oh, motherfucker. I see one right at the top that is singing to me. Nope, not that one. No, go down. Well, delete. We did that one already. Okay, so go down one. Not that one either. Prepare yourselves. Oh boy. We're going um, to a, to a world of infinite spin. 
Are we drafting Beyblades? We're drafting Beyblades! <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. <laughs> so, like we knew what we were doing when we drafted balls. <laughs> Let me tell you how you draft Beyblades. You watch a ton of Beyblades YouTube videos, and it poisons your Google algorithms forever. <laughs> All right, I guess next week we'll be back with Beyblades. Yep. Right. People are constantly accusing us that occasionally our drafts get to be a little bit too esoteric, and they skip the episodes because they're not interested in what we're drafting. Well, this time, you have no excuse, Internet. You are listening to Draft the Universe Episode blah, what? 81? 81, Episode I think. 81, the start of our next podcast where we exclusively talk about Beyblades um, because of such the, the resounding success. From here on out, just Beyblades all the way. Thank you as well, as always, to the Kickstand Band for our theme song, How It Feels. You can find the music at thekickstandband.bandcamp.com. And feel free to shoot us an email at drafttheuniverse.gmail.com. Let us know your favorite American things, or let us know anything about Beyblades. And also tweet at Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, so that it's actually at Lin underscore Manuel, uh, to help us get Turducken the, the musical. musical. <laughs> And while you're on the internet, may as well hop by facebook.com slash draft the universe. Join our Facebook group where we actively discuss with our listeners as they listen to our podcast. Or talk shit with them. Or talk shit to Keith. Um, And at draft the verse on Twitter. We'll see you next week, internet. We're really sorry, Henry. Okay, Google. Fuck you. What's the difference between mayo and aioli? According to Food Republic, mayonnaise, loosely defined, is an emulsion of neutral flavored oil like canola, egg yolk, vinegar and or lemon juice and sometimes a dash of powdered mustard to bring out the flavor and help the emulsion stay together. It didn't tell me what aioli is. Yeah, it's it's almost like that feature is mostly useless, Chris. Okay, Google. Is this feature mostly useless? Yes. These are the top results. <laughs> so, yes. Okay, Google. I'm breaking up with you. Here you go. <laughs> it just pulled me up videos from YouTube. All all labeled, I'm breaking up with you. All right. Although there is a song by Ariana Grande. Grande? 
Grande. Ariana Grande. Um, that's not right. It can't be right, right? It's Ariana Grande. It's Ariana Grande. Uh, but that's like the Taco Bell thing. Ariana Grande song called Break Up, Up With, with Your, Your Girlfriend. Because I'm, I'm bored. I'm bored. Yeah. 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 It's fucking horrible. Yeah. Break up with your girlfriend. Because I'm bored. You can hit it in the morning. Like it's yours. I know that it ain't right, but I don't care. What's your favorite breakup song? Um, Missed Me by the Dresden Dolls. Ben? Uh, maybe not Missed Me. Uh, Jeep Song by the Dresden Dolls. Same album. Okay. That al- that's the best breakup album probably ever written, so... Uh, easier to run by Linkin Park. Wow. Really? I was I was not expecting you to have an answer, actually. <laughs> um, mine is, uh, I think it's called She No Longer Needs You by the Beatles. Yes. Yeah, that song breaks my fucking heart. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, that, that's a jerker, all right. Okay. I think you need to put tear in front of t- jerker. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a breakup song, Chris. We know what happens then. After, after a little bit of time, you gotta let the tears dry a little bit. Yes, the lube. Yeah, you gotta let them dry a bit. Um. Okay, maybe another set of eyes will help. Yeah. Um, if only because you couldn't find my book and I found it in like forty-five seconds in your basement. I am a Hufflepuff. We are good finders. I'm a Ravenclaw. Okay. Yeah, I'm a Ravenclaw too. You kind of start. Actually, no, I'm a bear glove. <laughs> I mean, I'm wearing Kraken right now. <laughs> oh, are these the American houses? That these are, are actually smells old spice of old spice. Smells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's fox glove or bear glove, fox something. Not foxhound, which made me sad. No, uh, oh my god, Foxhound is my fucking house. <laughs> Foxhound is my wizard house. Because you are in completely inscrutable and will never be finished. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and just to be clear, we are explicitly referring sexually here. You have never orgasmed and never will. He's, he's on some of that sting tantric he's, shit. He's saving <laughs> it up for one go right before he dies, and it's just going to be... Like a 14 like a hour bomb. long. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Henry. <laughs> I don't know when you're going to listen to this, but um, if I'm gone by then, uh, your Uncle Chris is real sorry you had to hear this. 